A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. To the Most Holy Father and Lord in Christ, the Lord John, by divine providence, supreme pontiff of the Holy Roman and Universal Church, his humble and devout sons, Duncan, Earl of Fife, Thomas Randolph, Earl of Murray, Lord of Man and of Annandale, Patrick Dunbar, Earl of March, Melise, Earl of Strathern, Malcolm, Earl of Lennox, William, Earl of Ross, Magnus, Earl of Caithness and Orkney, and William, Earl of Sutherland. Walter Stewart of Scotland, William Soles, Butler of Scotland, James, Lord of Douglas, Roger Mowbray, David, Lord of Brechin, David Graham, Ingram Umfraville, John Menteith, Guardian of the Earldom of Menteith, Alexander Fraser, Gilbert Hay, Constable of Scotland, Robert Keith, Marischal of Scotland, Henry St. Clair, John Graham, David Lindsay, William Oliphant, Patrick Graham, John Fenton, William Abernethy, David Weems, William Mushet, Fergus of Ardrossan, Eustace Maxwell, William Ramsay, William Mowat, Alan Murray, Donald Campbell, John Cameron, Reginald Chain, Alexander Seaton, Andrew Leslie, and Alexander Straton, and the other barons and freeholders and the whole community of the realm of Scotland send all manner of filial reverence with devout kisses of his blessed feet. Most holy Father and Lord, we know, and from the chronicles and books of the ancients, we find that among other famous nations our own, the Scots, has been graced with widespread renown. They journeyed from greater Scythia by the way of Tyrrhenian Sea, and the pillars of Hercules, and dwelt for a long course of time in Spain among the most savage tribes, but nowhere could they be subdued by any race, however barbarous. Thence they came, twelve hundred years after the people of Israel crossed the Red Sea, to their home in the west where they still live today. The Britons they first drove out, the Picts they utterly destroyed, and even though very often assailed by the Norwegians, the Danes and the English, they took possession of that home with many victories and untold efforts. And, as the historians of old time bear witness, they have held it free of all bondage ever since. In their kingdom they have reigned 113 kings of their own royal stock, the line unbroken a single foreigner. The high qualities and deserts of these people were they not otherwise manifest gain glory enough from this, that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, our Lord Jesus Christ, after his passion and resurrection, called them, even though settled in the most uttermost parts of the earth, almost the first to his most holy faith. 
nor would he have them confirmed in that faith by merely anyone but by the first of his apostles, by calling through second or third in rank the most gentle St. Andrew, the blessed Peter's brother, and desired him to keep them under his protection as their patron forever. The most holy fathers, your predecessors, gave careful heed to these things and bestowed many favours and numerous privileges on this same kingdom and people, as being the special charge of the blessed Peter's brother. Thus our nation, under their protection, did indeed live in freedom and peace up to the time when that mighty prince, the king of the English, Edward, the father of the one who reigns today, when our kingdom had no head, and our people harboured no malice or treachery, and were then unused to wars or invasions, came in the guise of a friend and ally to harass them as an enemy. The deeds of cruelty, massacre, violence, pillage, arson, imprisoning prelates, burning down monasteries, robbing and killing monks and nuns, and yet other outrages without number, which he committed against our people, sparing neither age nor sex, religion nor rank, no one could describe nor fully imagine unless he had seen them with his own eyes. But from these countless evils we have been set free, by the help of him who, though he afflicts, yet heals and restores, by our most tireless prince, king and lord, the Lord Robert. He, that his people and his heritage might be delivered out of the hands of our enemies, met toil and fatigue, hunger and peril, like another Maccabus or Joshua, and bore them cheerfully. Him too, divine providence, his right of succession according to, or laws and customs which we shall maintain to the death, and the due consent and assent of us all have made our prince and king. To him, as to the man by whom salvation has been wrought unto our people, we are bound both by law and by his merits that our freedom may be still maintained, and by him, come what may, we mean to stand. Yet if he should give up what he has begun and agree to make us our kingdom subject to King of England or the English, we should assert ourselves at once to drive him out as our enemy and subverter of his own rights and ours and make some other man who would be well able to defend us, our king, for as long as but a hundred of us remain alive, never will we on any conditions be brought under English rule. It is in truth not for glory, nor riches, nor honours that we are fighting, but for freedom, for that alone which no honest man gives up but with life itself. Therefore it is, reverend Father and Lord, that we beseech your holiness with our most earnest prayers and suppliant hearts, inasmuch as you will in your sincerity and goodness consider all this, that, since with him whose vice-regent on earth you are there is neither weighing nor distinction of Jew and Greek, Scotsman and Englishman, you will look with the eyes of a father on the troubles and privation brought upon the English upon us and upon the Church of God. May it please you to admonish and exhort the King of the English, who ought to be satisfied with what belongs to him since England used once to be enough for seven kings or more, to leave us Scots in peace, who live in this poor little Scotland, 
beyond which there is no dwelling place at all, and covet nothing but our own. We are sincerely willing to do anything for him, having regard to our condition that we can to win peace for ourselves. This truly concerns you, Holy Father, since you see the savagery of the heathen raging against the Christians, as the sins of Christians have been indeed deserved, and the frontiers of Christendom being pressed inward every day, and how much it would tarnish your holiness's memory, if, which God forbid, the church suffers eclipse or scandal in any branch of it during your time, you must perceive. Then rouse the Christian princes who for false reasons pretend that they cannot go to help of the Holy Land because of wars they have on hand with their neighbours. The real reason that prevents them is that in making war on their smaller neighbours they find quicker profit and weaker resistance. But how cheerfully our Lord the King and we too would go there if the King of the English would leave us in peace. He from whom nothing is hidden well knows, and we profess and declare it to you as the Vicar of Christ and to all of Christendom. But if your holiness puts too much faith in the tales the English tell and will not give sincere to belief to all of this, nor refrain from favouring them to our prejudice, then the slaughter of bodies, the perdition of souls, and all of their misfortunes that will follow, inflicted by them on us and by us on them, will, we believe, be surely laid by the Most High to your charge. To conclude, we are and shall ever be, as far as duty calls us, ready to do your will in all things, as obedient sons to you as his vicar, and to him as the supreme king and judge we commit the maintenance of our cause, casting our cares upon him and firmly trusting that he will inspire us with courage and bring our enemies to naught. May the Most High preserve you to his holy church in holiness and health and grant you length of days. Given at the monastery of Arbroath in Scotland on the sixth day of the month of April, in the year of grace, 1320, in the 15th year of the reign of our King aforesaid. 